Welcome to What Happens in Topeka, a podcast where we talk about what's going on in Topeka, Kansas, in Reading, Berkshire, and all the places in between. I'm Cyan, with me is my good buddy JB. Hey, man. So, JB, what's happening in Topeka, man? <laughs> well, uh, today is, uh, it's, it's cold and cloudy and rainy. And, and for all the Midwest right now, it's just that. It's just been cold all week long, and the wind's been blowing. It's really unusual weather for the time of year. And, and that's kind of the biggest story that's going on in Topeka is just people talking about the weather. There's, there's lots of other little stuff, but uh, it's it's primarily how is it still this cold this late in April right now? It, it, What's it's, been happening it's, in the U.S.? Because this has been going on for, I mean, you know, I'm used to terrible weather. This is yeah. my life. This is what happens every day. Yeah. But for you guys, this is somewhat unusual, right? It seems to be going on forever. Yeah, no, it is going on forever. And I think um, we've got a mutual friend, Greg, who's up in Wisconsin. He is still taking pictures of snow in his front yard. So <laughs> it's still happening. And I'm leaving for the East Coast uh, tomorrow, and it looks to be cold then, too. But well, we the have op- 25 the degrees this weekend, which is... Yeah. It's insane. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm seeing the pictures that you guys are posting on uh, on the social media, and I can't believe it. For you, it looks like high summer. So what's what's what, what's it all down to then? Because I don't think I remember there being a season like this ever. Really. Well, I think covering so much of the state. Mm, well, I think most of us are willing to blame Trump on this one. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a perfect scapegoat for this. Well, you know, the beautiful thing about it is you don't have to put any thought into it. You just go, eh, it's Donald <laughs> Trump. You just kind of let it go at that. You don't want to think about it. You've got too many other things to think about. You want to start getting into the weather? Oh, man, that's... <laughs> the one thing I love about the weather, though, is that every country thinks that they have a unique thing where all they do is talk about the weather. But it turns out it's everyone in the world... Yeah, they really do. Um, I think there's some statistic that the, the British talk about weather um, something like 20, 21 times on average a day. And I said this to my parents, and they were like, only 21? Wow. I would I would never really thought of 21. <laughs> you know, it is it is interesting, though, because um, we have the Weather Channel. It's been around for a long, long time. And when it started, it went quickly to the number one most watched channel on cable television because people would just turn it on and leave it on. And they'd play these these kind of jazz tunes throughout the day. And it was like really relaxing music. I don't know if you had the same thing, but nobody ever had that. Yeah, they they did a story on it years ago um, about how people were requesting their playlists. So they would have these playlists um, generated just for um, the Weather Channel. So you had a guy, basically a program director for for the Weather Channel's radio station, and he would put together this awesome playlist of all these really cool jazz uh, greats, you know, just just jazzy enough to not lose the the, the plain Janes of the world, um, yeah. but you know, still out there just enough to kind of pull you into. What am I listening to? It's like um, a kind of proto YouTube because that's what people do now for YouTube, isn't it? They just stick it on, leave it in the background. It's kind of like a a nice comforting friend just sitting there in your living room. Yeah, yeah. It, it, YouTube's a bit more disconnected and disassociated because everybody has their own YouTube feed. And true, uh, I guess everyone's uh, watching the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't watch weather on YouTube. Uh, what I do like to watch on YouTube, though, is um, I watch people uh, make things on YouTube. Yes, I love that shit. There's like, there's this one channel. Um, uh, it's on or.me, the channel, and it's these guys making weapons. 
and oh, I just yeah. cannot get enough of it. <laughs> they're but, like they're like forging a weapon in their uh, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing in their, in their uh, garage or something, right? Oh, it's fucking uh, incredible. They designed like famous weapons in the movie, so they did like one from Lord of the Rings and they, uh, ones from video games as well, like all kinds of crazy shit. And yeah. they have some super talented people as well. It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, so they're 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 making like replica guns from you know the Halo series and and all axes and swords. Yeah. it's all co- yeah, it's yeah. cosplay. It's cosplay, right? Yeah, no, but these guys are genuine bladesmiths. So they oh. are like making these blades from first principles uh, and producing real cutting weapons. Oh, it's that's different. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's different. I'm watching. Uh, I think there's a, a Norwegian guy that I'm I'm watching, and he forges like the tools of his trade like he has one 20 minute video where he makes the hammer that you see in all his other videos like oh, he uses this cool. this one two pound hammer and there's something really strangely comforting and relaxing when i'm just like pottering around the house in the morning to have somebody just banging away on some kind of steel <laughs> it's just for some reason it relaxes me to have that but maybe yeah. it's the rhythm of the guy hammering on the steel or whatever but i put that stuff on and i forget about it completely um you know, it just goes on and on and on this this is a whole new phenomenon i think this kind of thing because Back in the day, if you wanted to have something on the TV, you had to have like a TV show or, or right. a film or something or some music or whatever. But yeah. now you could really have a really niche thing that you're into and access it all the time if you want and just have it right there. And there's something pretty cool about that. And I got super into watching uh, people play video games because in the same way, I found it strangely, strangely comforting. And I like it when there's like a group of people that are friends and they're playing a video game, and you get a little insight into their like personal interactions and stuff, and how they enjoy themselves. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's interesting. I've I've not actually um, grabbed onto that that part of the you know streaming community where they're streaming out their games. Um, and I think that's mostly because I play offline games. I don't right. get a lot. Of, I don't get a lot of online games. However, my kids are really into just watching people play games. Like yeah. right, right now they're watching. Um, and it's usually two people. It's a boy and it's a girl. And there's several different, you know, couples like this on YouTube and they play Minecraft or they, uh, you know, they play Roblox or they yeah, d- have yeah, all these yeah. different games. And then, you know, they, they, put out videos of them playing the games and then after a while they become like they start pranking each other or people start writing in and and there's like an interaction with the audience that you just never had in television before you suddenly got these people that are enjoying something people enjoy it along with them and um then you have accessibility to this this person or group of people and it's strangely and I think, personal isn't it? like yeah i think yeah. that's why it's appealing because it's really it's overtly personal because these there's no there's very little like production value and very little kind of there's not a lot of thought that's going into it it's just happening and that makes it feel like very real exactly and you you don't have to worry about um you know the seven dirty words you don't have to worry about censorship it's just happening as it goes yeah and i think that's wonderful because you just really don't have that in in traditional broadcast and radio certainly don't have it television and different countries treat it differently um language on the bbc is sometimes explicit but it's stated that this is going to be explicit whereas in the u.s they'll go oh well this is explicit and then just beep it all out Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So just yeah, the way we interesting, isn't it? And um, YouTube uh, kind of and, and just general like user created content really levels the playing field, I suppose. From yeah, I think it does too. And like you said, it gives everybody a chance to focus on what they really are into, and then broadcast that for the enjoyment of other people. And it yeah. just kind of oh. creates these little group cultures, these tribal cultures. It's cool. Yeah, that's it. It's exactly it. And talking of those tribal cultures, I've, I've become very aware of an, what I consider to be an extremely weird one. Oh, yeah. My nephew, who is five years old, is obsessed with watching videos of other kids playing with toys. It's really weird. And they are basically, it's like, it, I'm pretty sure it's advertising somehow, right? <laughs> but you, there's like yeah. a, there's like a yeah. parent... One side of the camera, like behind the camera, there's a kid on the camera, like on a table. Yeah. And the parent like hands them a box and they're like, hey, you see these new Hot Wheels? And they put the Hot Wheels on the table. The kid's like, whoa! You know, oh, there's this red one. This one's got flames on it. And he's playing with them. And, and like, Alex is losing his mind. He's like, shit, I haven't got that one. I want this one. I want that one. And it, and it really is like, they are super into it. It's crazy. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, dude, you know YouTube is full of all kinds of cool stuff and you're watching this. <laughs> People gravitate towards whatever it is. I, 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 there, there should be scientific studies on why we focus on the things we focus on. Because to you, that's insane. But to this kid, it's the world. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, this is the enjoyment that this kid gets. He's five. He doesn't, imagine the brain of a five-year-old. They can't really comprehend all the esoterics of what could be happening within their environment, all the impactful things that are just kind of going on while in the ether far from them yeah. that are somehow driving them and affecting them. And so what could be more simple than to watch somebody play with a toy? Yeah, I guess that's I guess. it. And it's highly relatable for him, right? Yeah, but maybe it's, also, it's a, maybe it's a way for him me, to learn how to play. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. But the thing that scares me a little bit about it is that also, is it is it a kind of insidious and very subtle form of, well, for the child subtle, but for the parent, I guess, <laughs> overtly, uh, overtly clear form of advertising that probably shouldn't be happening for a kid of his age like is it exposing him to so many things that's just building up this expectation of what he can have what he wants you know that's what scares uh, me a little bit about it yeah no i'd say that's pretty justifiable it's a concern that i think everybody should be con you know everybody should be thinking about those kinds of things when they come into uh you know being parents or being an uncle being an aunt suddenly the world changes a lot and you start finding the sharp edges of everything and in some cases yeah it is advertising in some cases it's just a child playing with a toy and and i you know i wonder this if you have a if you had a child that was completely isolated from media, no commercials, no television, and you just gave them a toy, would they know how to play with it? Is is maybe there an instruction yeah. like this kid's watching that kid to see how that kid plays with that toy to I get suppose, an idea of yeah, how to play? So. We're all searching for validation of some form or another, right? Even from the young age. Yeah, no, well, I'm okay. Yeah, so that got a bit, that's deep in the water. Sure. It's, uh, he's, he's looking, well, okay. So when I grew up, I had a whole neighborhood full of kids that I could go play with. Kids today, I think are more disconnected than ever. Yeah. You know, at least in the States, it's, it's so I, I remember at one point in time, uh, 
we we moved into a neighborhood and my wife at the time she was uh researching uh child predators in the neighborhood which is a horrible first (laughs) it's a horrible horrible first look at your neighborhood because whole neighborhood could be you know half a million dollar homes with picket fences and you know gated driveways and the whole thing and you go look up child predators and it's like every fourth house has one and and that's not child predators that's like it's not sexual predation it's all it's a range of things it's not generally that high in certain ways well it's not it's it's not that the person like not every one of these people has done something horrible Uh, sometimes it's just wrong place wrong time and i'm not giving people a pass on that it's just that when we look across at how we've labeled people through legal means we say well right you're a you're a predator or you're a, a you know a deviant or whatever you label that person as that thing it sets a fairly uh, marked standard in people's minds as to what that actually is so if you say well every fourth house in my neighborhood has a child predator probably every fourth house could also be somebody who uh, has a DUI or has uh, has a speeding ticket or something like that it, it, okay, it, yeah. it, it it's not the same thing when you talk about that level of, of um, you know, person in your neighborhood. It makes you so, wonder, like, how much, do, <laughs> how much do you want to know? Especially, I think, I, I don't know, but I imagine in the U.S. Uh, these things are pretty tightly, strictly controlled, and, and there's a lot of people on a lot of lists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so when you look at that, you, you see all these people, but they're not all the same. You, you don't have to – you do have to be concerned as a parent what your child is doing, but we've become so fearful – of the people who live even next door to us, that yeah. the only thing we do is we kind of insulate ourselves entirely, and we kind of live through this digital medium. We have Netflix, and we have uh, Amazon Prime. We get things delivered right to our door. We never even have to leave our house, and if we never really have to leave our house except to go to work, and even now you don't have to do much of that anymore, you can be entirely, you're like a veal. You're just like stuck in this one place <laughs> all the time, just food showing up up games showing up and yeah. uh and so that's why you know that, that i think that's kind of what's going on today is people just Shit. become we, more and more got, isolated super deep super fast on the very first pod JB. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we yeah. really did oh, that's oh, outrageous yeah. well yeah. i was gonna <laughs> these kind of conversations will, will run and run and this is kind of why i wanted to do this pod with you because i think you know these are the kind of things that you and i chat about when we're on the road together and yeah. I think it's a I think it's a good forum to do it on the pod and share it with, with some other people because these like I think when you come when you have like a job where we, like we have where there's a whole bunch of different people with a lot of different experiences from a lot of different backgrounds when we get together you always get the feeling that when we get into these discussions we're kind of honing in on some universal truth that's true to all of us because we're so different but there's all these things that always like bring us together absolutely absolutely i've traveled the world uh over the last few years and that is exactly what i've picked up is that even though we're all isolated and fearful and 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 and, you know there are justifications to those things the world is still connected by a commonality and 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 we're just kind of one example of that i've got you know friends all over i'm sure you do too where we're all connected we all realize that this global connection exists it's cool it's really cool because suddenly it's like oh i have a different perspective on everything now (laughs) you know i i I love it when you meet somebody from the other side of the world 
and then you you shoot the shit about the most mundane stuff and you realize that they feel the same and yeah. it, it gives you this just it gives you this fantastic uh you know just feeling that everyone is everyone is kind of the same we're all unique individual people but we all go through the same shit, regardless of whether you're from Jaipur or from fucking Cambridge, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's really I, I, cool, man. I love sitting down to dinner with people and kind of getting it out on the table and talking and, and making that discovery. And I don't think any of us um, don't know this intrinsically. I think we all have this esoteric communication, this this background, third eye connection to other people you can you, you can start there just by reaching out and and that got a little metaphysical but stay with me you're you're trying to you're, you're connecting to a person before you actually speak to them it's hard though because some people don't don't allow you that you know i think it's one of the things i really love about the place that, that you and i work right now is that so many of the people that we interact with are cool people and you, you yeah. get a window into that and i i think there's a lot of people that don't have that luxury and a lot of my friends, they live and they work uh, in the same town or in the same part of the country, and they don't—they really interact with a whole bunch of people that are very, very much like them. Right. And I think it's a luxury for us that we can that we step outside of that, and we uh, we get to experience these all the all these different things. And it's something we take for granted, right? Sure, but I think you know, having thought about it a fair bit, is I think I actually sought all of this out. I think I looked for it. I looked for that tribal culture. Um, I looked yeah. for people that were kind of like me, a bit, a bit of a, a exploring sort of a wild heart. Go out there and find it. I, I, I didn't want to be, a, I didn't want to be a policeman. I didn't want to be a fireman. I didn't want to be, not. I don't want to say common. It is common to be a, a policeman. It is common to be a firefighter. I, I wanted something that was unexperienced by myself. And I've noticed that all of the people that we work with are all in search of that thing. Yeah. They're all looking for uh, the next unusual adventure or the, the next, um, you know, kind of out there thing. And I think we have just kind of gathered together like like a gravitational you know sink we've all just kind of fallen into we're all kind of the same group of people maybe that explains it maybe that explains why we kind of have like we have a lot of people that feel the same a lot of people that's easy to connect with because like you say it's not by accident it's that we've all gravitated towards this uh, towards this one place yeah, no, I've had jobs where I wasn't in broadcast. I did radio for a while. I did television. Um, I did theater in college and, and you know, tried to do the acting thing. So I've always known people like this. And when I've I've gotten jobs in shoe stores and hospitals and those sorts of things. And I got along with the people because I do get along with people um, yeah. by and large. But it just didn't have any fire in it it didn't have any inspiration in it they were all great people and they all did cool things and, and things that i i would like to do you know let's go play some softball in the summer and, and that that's all well and good but I, I i kind of sought something else out and i kept looking for it and i found it i found a whole bunch of people like this yeah it's really cool man and in fact what we're going to do we're going to run into a little break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to bring us right back down to earth with a very real story. All right. We'll catch catch everybody back in just a couple of seconds after this break.
and we're back. What's going on in Reading? Well, what's going on over here is that in complete direct opposite to what's going on with you guys, it's been roastingly hot for the last few days. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. You've been out in shorts and everything? Oh, yeah, the whole thing. Like, we've been going out at lunchtime, sitting out in the park. There's a food festival going on, like, five minutes from the office. It's unbelievable. And there's a fantastic thing that happens in England. When the sun comes out, the entire country completely changes mentality. Yeah. Everybody stops being dour and miserable and pissed off at each other. And all of a sudden, everybody's in an incredible mood. And <laughs> everybody looks fantastic. All the, Everyone's shorts come out. The dresses come out. The hats come out. And everyone... It's, it's, it's a complete transformation. And the coolest thing is, it happens, it happens instantly. So as soon as the sun comes out, I don't know how people are prepared... But they are, because like 10 minutes after the sun comes out, people are starting at the barbecue, they got the guitars in the park, and it's like a complete, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so, so it's grey, it's grey, it's grey, it's grey. Suddenly, hey, we're out, it's happy, it's good times. It's, they're, they're at a moment's notice ready to grab on and go crazy in that sort of environment. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of the things that just, it, it's a beautiful thing about England. And when it, it's, it's almost worth having shit weather for 80% of the year, because when it does happen... The transformation is so awesome that it just makes you feel great. Oh wow! Um, so how it often kind of ended today? That's the <laughs> oh, oh, oh man! So what is it today? Is it cloudy and, and back to being normal rainy England? Uh, it no, it's kind of like stormy weather. So it oh. was it was it was really warm and muggy, which it is now. But we're about to get a big a big thunderstorm. But none of that is the story I wanted to tell you. Right? Oh okay. The story I wanted to tell you is actually it's a travel story. Oh. So, uh, we, you and I were together in, in Las Vegas only a few days ago. Yeah. Nice and, and warm there, too. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Except we spent most of it inside a tin box. That's right. Than... <laughs> <laughs> but we came back, and on the, the way home, I always have... Um, it's always a strange combination of emotions for me, because when we go and do these type of events, just for everybody's... Uh, so everybody has some context, we go and we do a big trade show, there's tons of people there, and some of our favourite people from the company are there, it's one of the few opportunities we all get to be together. So although we work really, really hard, we also get a few brief moments where we can all hang out and be with each other, and, and, and this is how we get some of those experiences that we were talking about in the first half, uh, first half of the pod. And so come the end of that week, I think it's always, it, it's kind of natural that we have a little bit of a downer. So on that last day, on the final day, when we all disappear off and do our own things, you're kind of on the come down, yeah. you know? Yeah. I guess you get the same thing. Yeah, sure, because you're you're with the people, you're with tribal members, man. You're, you're hanging out with your buddies, you, you see them, you talk to them, emails, that kind of thing, but you actually physically see these people maybe twice a year if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's a big, it's a big deal. And, uh, and you know, so I always have that Friday. On the Friday after the show, I always head home, take an evening flight. But this time, something happened to me on that flight that's never happened before. And it was pretty weird. You got an upgrade. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I mean, that is, that's far too weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's really outrageous. They just don't give those out anymore. <laughs> no, that does not happen anymore. So that's part of the problem, right? The plane that they fly between Vegas and London is an incredibly old 747. So it's a really, it's an old piece of shit. It's got the tiny little seats, the scratchy fucking material. It's got the tiny little screens with a viewing angle 
if you know, like 0.1 degrees. Is this British Airways? Is this what it is? It is, I'm afraid, uh, yeah. United yeah, used to have a flight that left from LAX to Singapore, and it was exactly the same. In fact, it didn't even have the in-seat screens. You still had, you all had to watch the same movie. <laughs> yes, they had the projector up on the front where all the babies were laying, you know, because in the front of the bulkhead is where they put those little, like, they plug in these sort of like infant uh, bassinets that kind of like plug them into the wall and the kid just kind of hangs off the wall like a mountaineer you know he's just hanging there you know through turbulences bouncing and whatever and then they they flash this incredibly bright projection on the wall and there's a row of infants what do you think's gonna happen so (laughs) oh that is brutal yeah i mean thankfully it doesn't seem to happen that much those old planes are going away but there's still a few of them hanging around and my goodness, they are no fun. So I get in this thing and I'm mentally preparing myself for the, the the 10 or 11 hours ahead of me. And all I can think about is getting home to my sofa. You know, it's all that's driving me forward. And I get in there and I, I usually take the window seat because I have an incredible ability to not need the bathroom on a plane. I never need it. Whoa, really? Oh, no. I could, I could be in there 14 hours. I won't go to the bathroom. Uh, no, there's times I can't make it. There's times when I'm going to the bathroom, like every, it seems like every 15 minutes, there's times that I can <laughs> not go. But if I'm on an 11 hour flight, brother, you, you better be sure I'm getting up at least twice. And that's well, why we, I always pick the aisle seat. We'd be a perfect, we'd be a perfect seat partnership. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so I, I tuck myself in against the window and uh settling in and then there's a you know there's always that game you play as to whether there's going to be a fella in the center seat oh yeah so i'm sitting there waiting and thinking oh come on give me a space just give me that space because you know in the grand scheme of things this is how dehumanizing flying is is that i'm begging for like an extra like 12 centimeters you know that for me at that moment is luxury it's like the best thing that could ever happen to me if i get the extra 12 centimeters my elbow but needless to say, in this circumstance, it doesn't happen. The dude, the dude comes in. He comes next to me, and also when he gets in there, he's a he's an elbow guy. Oh my god! He's he's he's, he's man spreading. Yeah, elbows are yeah, coming out, yeah. and he's touching me. You know? Oh no, no, he's no. physically touching me. Mm. And so I'm already awkward in a in a you know I'm not having a great time. Yeah. And the girl on the outside seat, she sits down. She's asleep within like ten seconds. <sighs> Bastard, you know? <laughs> and, and <laughs> what you got, I wouldn't give. You got el- all elbows next to you. Yeah. So I, I I get in there and I also never take the food. That's another thing. Oh, okay. I never take the airline food. Yeah. Um, Safe. Because it's disgusting. Mm. And even the smell of it, I find revolting. So I just kind of go into a cocoon. You know, that's my system. I just go in, get my headphones on. And just tucked disappear. into my little cocoon and disappear exactly so i'm trying to do that and i'm tucked in the corner and after a while i watch a couple of crappy movies on my crappy screen listen to a few podcasts and i'm generally chilling out and then i start to drift off to sleep and you know when you're in that airplane sleep you're kind of in and out yeah it's not a good sleep no you get a little bit and then you just, <laughs> you have a little twitch and you wake yourself up again and <laughs> yeah uh, i'm going through the motions like this and then i have and then i start to have a dream and i'm kind of you know, sometimes when you have a dream, it's not a lucid dream because I can't control it, but I, I kind of know I'm dreaming. Yeah, you know, you know what's I mean? happening. You know it's happening, but you have no control over it. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. So I know it's a dream, but I can't do anything about it. I'm, it's just like I'm being forced to watch a TV show. 
I'm just going to have to watch it. Whatever comes on, I'm watching it. And so I have this dream, and as far as I remember it, I'm, I'm walking into a room, and all of you guys are there, and it's like the... Oh, I shouldn't probably say that on the pod. I'll beep it out. Uh, it's... <laughs> it's it's the insert company here picture. Yeah. And everyone's there. Like, you know, it's the big wide shot. There's all the people there. And I'm sort yeah. of scouring through um, and looking at it. It's like when you get a school photo, you know. And I'm looking at it and seeing who's in the picture, blah, blah, blah. And then there's one person in the picture that has... A fucking clown mask on. Oh, really? Like a really creepy clown mask. Just one. Oh, you're kidding. I didn't even see this. And I kind of like double take. I like scan across, you know, the photo. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit. And then I cut back and it's normal again. I'm like freaking Uh, out. Oh, yeah, that would do it. So I'm freaking out in in this dream. And then I kind of, you know, I duck out of it. And I'm sort of back to semi consciousness. And then a few minutes later, I'm going back in. And I, then I realize, okay, I'm on a journey here because I go back in and I'm walking back into that same room again, looking at the cast. Uh, no, again. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, so I go no. back in again. And when you're in that scenario, you're like, something bad's coming. I can feel it. Something bad's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a horror and I movie. I go in. It, yeah, it's become a horror movie at this point. And, and then I scan across the line. And as I'm scanning... Every face has the fucking clown mask. Every single face. Oh, no. No, no. And I'm like zooming in now. And I can hear like the horror music like swelling up behind me. Oh, my God. And then (laughs) I wake myself up going, (laughs) You are joking. On an airplane, you freaked yourself. <laughs> the guy next to me is absolutely <laughs> terrified. <laughs> he like grabs my arm, like, "Are you all right?" <laughs> and I can see, I can see like ten or fifteen heads oh all turning God. around to look oh at the freak God. and see, see what's going on. Oh, oh man. Uh, and that has never ever happened to me before. Oh, but I remember, like, as I came out of this dream, as I woke myself up by like physically screaming. Yeah. The second part of the scream, I was I was conscious for. So so I'm just in the seat screaming. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. You know, it they, was pretty they, wild. They were talking about you. There were people talking about you the rest of that day. They got off that plane. They're like, some dude freaked out on our flight, man. It was quiet. The lights were out. Everybody was sleeping. And then all of a sudden, this guy's screaming bloody murder in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must have been loud because there's a lot of ambient noise on that airplane. But there were there were people six or seven rows back that were turning to oh, yeah. turning to take a look. But you're in a confined space, man. You're like, <laughs> and and not only in a confined space, you're in the most confined space. You're up against mm. the window. You're yeah. already wedged in there. I'm a big guy, and I get in that window, and I'm like crushed against that window. You're probably the same way. So when you freak out, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, it was wild. Yeah, it was, did it did was did, a, did, a, did anybody like a stewardess or anybody come over to to help you? Like, no, because I guess we were so deep into the flight at that point that there was no like there was no staff around. 
the guy next to me just kind of had to deal with the situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> he like grabs me by the shoulder. You're right, and I was like, yeah. Uh. yeah and I'm got startled as well. You know, I'm like kind of freaked out. Oh my god! And, and he was like, he was like, did you have a nightmare or something? I was like, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. And then I had to awkwardly just like sit in my seat and start watching, you know, episodes of Family Guy for the rest I mean, of the flight. Oh man. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, I've never. Crazy times. All right. Well, now that's one more thing I have anxiety over. I can, uh, I, I can, I can <laughs> well, sit there. Well, it does make you think, am I doing that all the time? Oh. Well, <laughs> because, I, you know, I'm single, I right? So about... there's nobody to tell me. So yeah. maybe I'm doing it every night. <laughs> You're having nightmares <laughs> you just don't remember. <laughs> that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, that's no, that worry. is. I would, I would definitely see somebody about that. But you'd have to prove it. <laughs> so my recommendation is you get a camera, you mount it up, and you do an all-night recording of yourself. It's the only way you're going to find out. You got it. You have to do this now oh, for research. We have to. I don't to... think I want to know. Oh, uh, wouldn't I it think be? I'd be much safer off not knowing about that. Stuff. You know, wouldn't it be weird if you're watching that and then while you're watching it, you're watching it, you got oh. that kind of like third person perspective. So you're 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 watching the camera from the third person perspective, and you can see it's that night vision kind of grainy, blurry. It's like looking from your dresser at the top. You know, it's kind of getting the whole perspective of the room because you want to see if you fall out of bed or if you go sleepwalking. You want to see the whole thing. So it's that grainy, gritty, infrared looking image, and it's just you sleeping. There's nothing going on, and the door opens, and there's the clown guy. Just oh mm. come on. <laughs> Come just, on! <laughs> just walks Get in, out just, of here. Just, just stares at you for like ten minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> and yeah, then just that's leaves. That's not going to give me fucking nightmares now. Thanks for that, man. Unbelievable! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, you know. So there I, you go. Uh, well, that's my travel story from Vegas. Excellent travel story, man. That is fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty scary stuff. Oh man, I, you know what? I had I was and when you said you were having that nightmare and you freaked out and you're in a public place that that happened to me in sixth grade because oh. I'd fallen asleep. It was a hot August day and I'd fallen asleep in the back of the class. It was a history class, and I remember I was driving a semi truck up a hill, and I was like, "Wow, I'm really going fast up this hill." And it was one of those sharp hills that you couldn't like gradually see what's on the next. It's a yeah. roller coaster hill, is what it is. So I'm driving, 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 and I'm in the middle of the road, which is a pretty common occurrence in Kansas. So you get to these country roads and you kind of straddle the center line because sure. deer, deer could be coming on, coyotes could be coming on. You have to like be able to maneuver. You got to give yourself a little mm. space. You don't hold to one side of the road or the other. So I'm in the middle of the road. And I'm driving, I think it's a wheat truck. It's my grandfather's wheat truck coming up this hill. And as soon as I hit the peak of the hill, there's another truck. And it's, oh, and it's me, and it's a head-on collision. And I stand up in my desk, and I go, shit! And I, all the books and everything goes to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh so, boy. So, so I know what you're talking about, man. I feel yeah. you. I, I know exactly Jesus what you're Christ. talking about. Great story, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, we get we, well, we've got we've got more stories. Um, we do a little bit do. of travel every week. I neglected to tell you about the Utah trip. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. We'll do a little bit of uh, we'll do a little bit of travel stuff. We'll do a little bit of personal stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, when we come back, uh, I'll have a, probably another trip to tell you about. Uh, but we will have to come back to the Utah trip because that was fantastic and definitely want to talk about that. 
Yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Well, we can save that up. We can save that up for next time. Yeah, sounds good. Beautiful. Well, thank you everybody for listening, and thank yeah. you JB for being here. My pleasure. Um, and we'll see you again on the next time when we'll find out what's been happening in Topeka. Yeah. See you.